I'm your first Wednesday of the month host, Dan Jurdy, a Mendocino County Supervisor. On the third Wednesday of the month, your host is Ukiah City Councilmember Mari Roden. Today on Citizen U, we meet two community members who protect um, many thousands of acres of natural lands here in Mendocino County and who also provide public access trails at multiple locations throughout our county. We are meeting with Conrad Kramer, Executive Director of the Mendocino Land Trust, and Nicolette Holtz, also with the Mendocino Land Trust. Um, Nicolette and uh, Conrad, are you there? Yes. Yes, hi, Dan. <laughs> um, so maybe you could, uh, before we say a little more about the Land Trust, I, I just want to offer my own personal observation. You know, in, in some of our neighboring counties to the south, Sonoma, Marin, you know, they're more suburban, more wealthy. They've, they have um, recreation or open space districts um, funded from a, a local tax. And in the more rural counties like um, Mendocino, Humboldt, um, where we don't have as much money, we, we um, still have a number of the same aspirations, but we don't have necessarily the tax dollars to, to perform everything that those districts perform in Marin and Sonoma. But um, we we do have nonprofits like the Mendocino Land Trust that are, in a lot of ways, trying to fill some of that gap. Um, and so uh, I, I really appreciate everything that, that the Land Trust does. And so I really wanted to have you here on the show to just explain a little bit what a Land Trust does and what specifically the Mendocino Land Trust does here in Mendocino County. Uh, sure. Well, um, there are different kinds of Land Trusts, but... Um, there kind of is a basic model. Uh, there's 1,400 land trusts across the United States, and uh, they typically protect uh, land. And it's it's usually, um, you know, high quality uh, habitat or agricultural lands, or sometimes you know, open space. And they work with willing landowners um, and try to convince the landowner to either donate or sell a conservation easement to the land trust. And typically, it's donate because that costs a lot less for the land trust um, but anyway the conservation easement is just where the landowner uh, uh, transfers to the land trust some of the development rights on the land so the landowner still owns the land the landowner can still use the land you know typically the way they have been um, they you know they, they might uh, they might uh, have a vineyard they might have grazing um, they might hunt, uh, you know, they might uh, do some uh, some sustainable timber harvesting, uh, but they've given the development rights to the land trust, and the land trust is then, uh, you know, on the hook forever to uh, make sure that those conservation values on the land are never diminished, and and, uh, and the landowner can still sell the land, can still uh, will the land to their heirs. Uh, but the conservation easement stays, you know, runs with the land, and and uh, the land trust, uh, as I said, has to monitor and protect uh, those conservation values forever. Now, we are a little different uh, than a lot of land trusts in that, you know, we, we do do conservation easements uh, just like that, but we got our start really focused on protecting public access to the Mendocino Coast. Uh, you know, people were concerned that public access would go away, uh, uh, over time, and I've seen that happen. You know, as a young man, I used to vacation on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina, and over the decades, um, that's all dried up. You, unless you're staying at a hotel or staying at a home on Hilton Head Island, you basically cannot get to the beach uh, because they've taken away all the parking. So, um, 
anyway, that's how we got our start. And now we have protected uh, more public access sites on the, the California coast than any other uh, uh, California nonprofit. And then uh, from there, we went on to, to work more on conservation easements and, and, and working more inland as well. Um, before the show, I think you were telling me that, um, that the total number of acres that the Mendocino Land Trust had a hand in um, putting conservation easements onto was something like 25,000 acres. And I think you said you still um, oversee conservation easements on 14,000 of those acres. Is, does that sound right? Uh, there's, there's one other piece. Um, yeah, we've got uh, almost 15,000 acres under conservation easements. Um, uh, we did protect and then donate to state parks uh, over 7,000 acres, and most of that is in the, the river estuary, you know, the Big River State Park, which is, you know, huge, over 7,000 acres. So, and then we, we own about 600 acres ourselves uh, for, you know, our, our public access preserves up, up and down the coast and, and some inland as well. So that's very broadly what the Mendocino Land Trust does. Um, maybe Nicolette and, and Conrad, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about how you, you came to the Land Trust uh, to work with them. Sure, I'll start. Um, I came to the Mendocino Coast. Um, originally, I was doing a, a fisheries technician position at Fish and Wildlife monitoring um, for salmon populations on the Mendocino Coast. and. I was new to the area and I volunteered around town and the Mendocino Land Trust was one of the places I volunteered. So um, they were expanding and they invited me to submit an application and here I am nine years later. So that's, that's how I came to the Mendocino Land Trust. But my background is in environmental planning and the Land Trust was um, an organization that I was really interested in when I first moved here. Okay, great. Yeah, for me, I mean, I started in, in college in environmental science, uh, but and this was in Indiana. Uh, and after I got I got my my bachelor's degree, I I could not find any environmental jobs in Indiana uh, that I was interested in doing. And uh, so I ended up uh, falling into social services, and I ran uh, four nonprofit social service organizations. I kept trying to move into into conservation work, and I eventually got my chance, and, and now. Uh, 15 years later, this is my fourth land trust, and um, I ran land trust in Southern California and Iowa and Idaho as well. So uh, uh, I've been here a little over two years now. Okay, and uh, Nicolette, I know that you have a lot of hands-on work with many of the trails that the land trust has developed uh, um, all around the county, but in particular on the coast. Um, do you have a list that you could kind of run through to kind of maybe north to south on the coast to describe the different um, coastal access trails that the Land Trust has developed? Sure, sure. Well, our farthest north trail is actually um, on a property that Save the Redwoods League owns, but um, we are we have built the current trail that's there, and we are working on two new trails. So they're near um, Utah or Cinquione Wilderness State Park. So that's the first one, and um, heading south from there, uh, there's Newport, and that's a trail that is a, in a public access easement, and it runs both along the highway and out towards the bluff uh, where there's a viewing platform. Uh, after that, it's Seaside Beach. We own Seaside Beach, but it is technically considered part of the California Coastal Trail, the stretch of beach that you can walk on. Um, and for for point of reference, Seaside Beach was just north of Ten Mile River, right? 
sort of yes, part of that is. overall same beach network. Yeah. And then on the south side of Ten Mile River, we own a property called Old Smith Ranch, um, and that is also part of the California Coastal Trail, the trail we built on that property. Um, heading south, we have um, a small public access easement in the Noyo Harbor, actually, that is, um, it allows the public to view the harbor, view a working harbor. That was the intent of opening that. So that's on North Harbor Drive. And then um, there's Hare Creek Beach. So um, that is both within a public access easement and with um, the trail goes through the property that we own. And Nicolette, for access points, um, so people would, I guess some people might get to that trail from the parking lot at the college or where where would you suggest people um, find their way to that trail? It's a little, little hidden. Yeah, it is a little hidden. The actual trailhead is on Bayview Avenue. So um, it's at the very end of the east end of Bayview Avenue. Um, but I think the easiest way to describe it is you could walk south from um, the college parking lot and you will arrive at Hare Creek Beach. Yeah. We also have information on our website that describes how to, um, how to get to all of our trails if folks are curious how to get to Bayview Avenue to the official Hare Creek Trailhead. Okay, and that's at MendocinoLandTrust.org. Okay, fr from there, where would be the next trail? The next trail is Belinda Point, um, which is just south of the Botanical Gardens. And that is just a really lovely little trail that I think is very well loved by people who live in that, that area. Um, then there's Cantus Cove, which is a small trail in Casper that just goes out to the bluff edge. After that, there's the Mendocino Bay Viewpoint which was actually our very first um, trail that the Land Trust opened in 1996. And we have the distinction of being the first nonprofit to open up a public access easement in California, and it was the Mendocino Bay Viewpoint. So um, after that, uh, it's the Little River Blowhole, which a lot of people are familiar with. It's a unique feature on the Mendocino Coast. Um, and then there's Dark Gulch, uh, there's Navarro Blufflands, and just south of that is Navarro Point, which the Mendocino Land Trust owns. Um, and then there's a small trail called the Frankel Trail. And then after that, we go all the way down the Point Arena, and there's Pelican Bluff, which is a newer trail. I think we opened that officially in 2018. Okay, and, and as you said, many of these trails were um, properties that the, in some cases, that the Coastal Commission at the time of a subdivision uh, required, or say the county implementing the Coastal Plan had required um, public access to the beach or to the, the bluff top. And, but the, these easements that just were publicly available were, were not being uh, implemented. They weren't being made open to the public. They just existed on paper until the land trust step forward and and um, working with the Coastal Conservancy, which often has state funds, to um, to basically build the trail, sign the trail, and, and monitor the trail. And how, how do you guys monitor the, the, those trails? Do you have a network of volunteers that kind of tell you what's going on, or how do, how do you do that? Yeah, uh, well, both. Uh, we visit all of our trails at least monthly just to make sure everything is looking good. There's no trash, there's no vandalism. Um, you know, we keep them pruned and mowed, but we also do rely on volunteers who um, just keep an eye on either 
properties that we own that have trails or trails um, that are along public access easements. And, um, you know, just having that set of eyes uh, on the trail is, is really helpful, even if they write back and say it all looks good. Because <laughs> then we know that at that point in time, you know, everything looked good out there. So um, we're really grateful to people who volunteer in that capacity. So if, if a member of the public, um, you know, maybe one of these trails is, is one of their favorite places to go hiking and they go on a regular basis and they wanted to um, be an extra set of eyes on that trail for you, how would they contact the Land Trust and, and maybe volunteer in that way? Yeah, uh, they could reach out to me. Um, and uh, my email is on the website, but I could also share it with you if, if you think that would be helpful for listeners. Um, well, they can... You, they could probably just go to the website or, or phone, yeah, or phone yeah. your office. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. All right. So that is, now, is that all all of your trails along the California or along the Mendocino Coast? Uh, that is it, and we have a few more in the works, and um, we are hoping to start a planning process to look into um, the other public access easements that we hold. So we hold almost 100 public access easements, but only about 15 of them are open. So we want to do a deep dive and evaluate you know, what's out there and see if there are other good candidates for opening additional public access. Okay, so you're, you're going to be doing some planning process. Will this involve the public in some way, just sort of prioritizing which ones might be opened up first? Um, well, the first step is for us to go through our records <laughs> and um, and just look and see what's available. Because some of these um, public access easements don't connect to any sort of public road. So they might just be a blufftop public access easement that's kind of floating. It's almost like an island, and there's no way to open that yet. It just exists um, in case in the future there might be an opportunity to connect to it. So that, that'll be the first step. Okay. And Conrad, as you said earlier, that the land trust really, um, this was sort of the core of what it initially did in Mendocino County was to open up these trails along the California coast, along the Mendocino coast. And, um, but in, since then, it's also gone on to um, taking um, management of some uh, conservation easements, which are, as, as you were talking to me before the meeting, it's, it's not necessarily the same thing as opening up a park because in most cases, these conservation easements are not accessible to the public. They don't necessarily involve a trail, but um, could you talk a little bit more about some of your kind of larger um, conservation easements in Mendocino County? Well, sure. Um, and, and yeah, you're right. No, conservation easements are on land that's privately owned. And, um, and while the landowner, you know, does, um, give away or sell the development rights to us uh you know what they're actually doing is they're 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 giving away something for the public good um you know whether whether they're just maintaining their habitat and and then then all of us get to enjoy more wildlife or if you know or they're you know maintaining the you know if we might be able to drive by and see see you know their beautiful landscape you know so it's it's a public good uh, those landowners could get to take a tax deduction, uh, likely that you know depends on their own financial situation. But frequently, they can take a tax deduction if if they are donating those those values to us. Um, but yeah, so we so so what I'm getting at is that the landowners typically don't want public access on their private land, which is of course absolutely fine. Um, in fact, I think that we, we, we virtually have no, uh, almost no conservation easements with public access. One of the, um, 
you know, one of the, you know, there, there's uh, an exception to that. One of our best known um, uh, 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 conservation easements is on um, Ridgewood Ranch, which, you know, a lot of people can visit with permission. Um, you know, it's the, the Seabiscuit Ranch. And, um, and you know, I've been there. It's very beautiful. They, they, they do sometimes do tours or, or, allow, or allow you to come. Uh, to, to see the place, they have an old growth, uh, uh, you know, redwood grove. Uh, they have a, a beautiful oak woodlands. We've got over 1,700 acres under conservation easement there. So, so that property has public access. Our, our newest conservation easement has public access. So, we just protected almost 6,000 acres of of land uh, owned by uh, uh, PG&E around Lake Pillsbury and uh, most of Lake Pillsbury. And going a ways down the Eel River, there's a, a number of public access points and campgrounds there. And uh, you know, our responsibility in that conservation easement is to, to not only you know steward the the conservation values, but also maintain the public access. So that's an exception. And uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful place to go go camping. Uh, uh, you know, head out to the lake um, or you know float the river. So so that's an exception. So how how often does someone go to the Mencio Land Trust and say, "Hey, I have a piece of property. I think it's um, has public value at, with a conservation easement. Would you look at this?" Yeah, they, very often. I mean, we'll get a call every month or more. Um, so yeah, people you know people are are you know frequently thinking about what what they want to do with their land, especially when they get older. Um, if people fall in love with their land for you know any number of reasons. It might be beautiful habitat. It might be you know a beautiful ranch, um, and uh, you know people aren't sure what's going to happen to the land a- after they pass. And uh, some of them you know feel the need to to protect it. I, I would imagine um, it could just be an idea that someone has, but they. Um haven't necessarily thought through the um, financial implications of, of the entity that has to take the responsibility of overseeing this this property in perpetuity. I mean, I, I'm just imagining from your perspective or perspective of any land trust, they might say, well, we kind of need an endowment of some kind to, to take on this responsibility forever. So um, is, is that a conversation that you have with the, the donors? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is expensive to create a conservation easement. Um, one of the big parts of that is that, yeah, we, we, we can't take a conservation easement on land unless we also get a stewardship endowment, which is uh, some money that just, you know, gets invested in, and, uh, and the investment returns are what allow us to pay staff to go out every year to, to monitor, uh, monitor that property and make sure the conservation values aren't being diminished. So, um, yeah, it's not, not inexpensive. To do a conservation easement, uh, typically, you know, more acreage makes it uh, uh, a, a little more um, efficient. A, a very small conservation easement, of course, is quite expensive for just a few acres. Okay, and Nicolette, I know that you've worked on a lot of the trails on the coast. What are some other projects at the land trust you've worked on over the years? Uh, so, outside of uh, trails, we. Um we have a long history of uh, working in salmon restoration as well. So um, every year we usually apply for a couple grants, uh, typically to California Department of Fish and Wildlife, um, to either restore in-stream habitat for salmon 
maybe um, decommission roads that are sources of sediment to streams. Um, we have also replaced failing uh, road crossings, such as like old rusted culverts, um, with new ones. Some, some of the grants are design projects to design new crossings. Uh, and this all, I think, goes back to our um, involvement in Big River. And we, you know, had that history and um, did a lot of salmon restoration work tied to, tied to Big River and other streams on the Mendocino Coast. Okay. And um, what's sort of the size of the land trust today? I mean, how many staff people work for you, R rough numbers on volunteers, that kind of thing? Sure. Well, we have a, uh, we're, we're lucky. Um, we're, we're, we're one of the stronger land trusts in the U.S. There's, as I mentioned, I have 1,400 land trusts across the U.S., and about a quarter of them are stronger. Uh, uh, there are some very large ones, and then there's regional land trusts. Um, we are an accredited land trust. That means we're accredited by the, the Land Trust Accreditation uh, uh, Commission, and you know, basically, they've taken a deep dive into 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 who we are and, and how we operate, and determined that we have the strength to, to go the distance uh, and uh, and you know, uh, be effective and professional. We have ten staff now, uh, about seven uh, full-time equivalents. We have an operating budget of uh, about a million dollars on, on an average year. And um, and uh, we're you know to a large extent uh, donor supported. Uh, about a quarter of our funding comes directly from individual donors. We have we've got 600 individual donors, and it's, it's like you said, we may not have a recreation district out here uh, in in our in our rural county, and uh, but uh, you know with the support of donors and, and grants, um, you know we we're, we're we're trying to play part of that role. I see on your website you're also um, accredited from a, a land trust accreditation commission. So I guess it represents um, some sort of outside certification from a third party. Yes. And um, I, I don't I don't want to be, be remiss in, in not mentioning some of the other groups that I'm aware of that that do work um, some of the same similar work in Mendocino County. For example, um, Mari Roden had on a previous show uh, Neil Davis from the Ukiah Valley Trail Groups that develops uh, significant trails in the Ukiah Valley area. There are um, there's the Mendocino County Resource Conservation District, and I'd like to have them on a future show. Uh, where they 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 play a significant role also in in protecting soils and and um, open space in in a different from a different point of view in Mendocino County, but many of the same um, objectives, and they're actually a district, but they're largely funded from um, donations and, and from grants, not from any tax base. Um, so those are a couple groups that that come to my mind. Um, uh, are there any other land trusts in the county that um, that you work with or, or adjacent to? Yeah, well, there, um, there's the Anderson Valley Land Trust. Um, they work in the Anderson Valley, I think, Navarro River watershed primarily. Um, there is the Redwood Coast Land Conservancy, who we partner with frequently on projects. Um, we're working with them currently. Uh, uh, there is the Inland Mendocino Land Trust. And am I forgetting any others? Um, uh well, uh, the Gold State Land Trust uh, is uh, works across Northern California, and, and we we partner with them uh, quite a bit. 
and and then there's just just you know others that aren't nearby, uh, but that we frequently work with. Um, you know, some of the some of the large national uh, land trusts are, you know, they they tend to uh, find a way to work on really big projects uh, all over the U.S. Okay, all right. Well, um, Nicolette, was there uh, something else you wanted to um, bring up before I um, invite listeners to call in? Um, you know, one topic we didn't really touch on that um, I think would be nice to at least mention is um, we're really starting to focus uh, our efforts. We have a staff person who is working on this, but we're starting to focus our efforts on conserving agricultural land within Mendocino County. So, um, you know, within the, the valleys and different parts of the county that have that really important farmland soil, um, we're hoping to expand that program to help protect farmland from development. Okay. All right. Well, I'll just remind listeners, we are on KZUX Philo 90.7 FM, Willits and Ukiah at 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Uh, listeners can call in to the studio, and, and hope this works from the Fort Bragg studio at 707-895-2448, 707-895-2448. And um, we'll see if we can pick up uh, some listener calls. Um so Conrad, uh, you know, you said you worked at other land trusts, um, and you said the Mendocino land trust would be considered sort of in the in the top quartile of all land trusts in California or United States in terms of size. Um, anything else you can tell us about how the land trust, the Mendocino land trust, compares with other land trusts? Um, well, you know, uh, you know, most land trusts focus. Uh, Pretty much just on on conservation easements, and you know that makes sense because they're they're uh, you know a less expensive way to protect land rather than rather than buying land. Um, a lot of land trusts, however, don't have any kind of public access program. And um, you know, for me, I mean, I uh, the first land trust I, I ran, you know, did really great work, but they had no public access program, and um, I, I found it uh, very hard to you know build energy around a program that. That didn't have a public access component. I mean, the the percentage of people that are willing to support land conservation on land that they'll never see or never get to be able to enjoy is very very small. So I, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's a lot more fun to, to work for a land trust that has a public access uh, uh, kind of program. There's just a lot more energy. Uh, I enjoy recreating outside. I love trails, and uh, you know, other people people do too. And it's just uh, it's in my opinion, it's a really important part of, of what, what land trusts should do if they can. Uh, you know, and, and one of our, I mean, one of the things that we're trying to, to do is to, to figure out how to, to do more public access projects inland, uh, because while there's, you know, so much public access on the coast, there's comparatively very little inland. And so, you know, we, we are trying to find a way to turn our attention more to, you know, uh, uh, trails or trailheads uh, inland right now. Yeah, we're lucky on the coast in that the State Coastal Conservancy supports all of the public access easements that we currently have open. And so by that, I mean they've, they've funded, you know, the, the planning, permitting, and construction of these. Um, so we have a, a pretty decent funder for coastal trails, but it's not quite the same um, once you leave the coast. 
Yeah, and one of my favorites of your trails is actually the one up at 10 Mile. Uh, on its Your access point is on the east side of Highway 1, um, just south of the bridge. But from there, you can walk underneath the 10 Mile Bridge, uh, which is actually a, a, a newer Caltrans bridge, and walk um, either t- to either side of the of the bridge, either farther east or farther west, uh, along the 10 Mile Estuary. And I just think it's an amazing site and not really overcrowded at all. Very few people seem to ever be there <laughs> when I've been there. Um, so it, it seems like it's sort of a, in plain sight, but still an undiscovered gem. It really is. And I, I always tell people it's a great place to go bird watching right there at that estuary. And because, I mean, the bridge is a little noisy, but it's relatively quiet there. So you do get to see, you know, some neat birds out on the estuary. Yeah, all sorts. Of, I mean, especially just if you just camp out there for an hour or two, you'll see um, the, just the movement of the different groupings of birds along that. That's where it's kind of funny seeing how they move back and forth. Um, so you do have email alerts, can, um, and that seems like it may be a good way for people to kind of stay in touch with um, upcoming events. Uh, can you tell people a little bit about that, those email alerts? Uh, well, we have a, a newsletter that goes out um, monthly. And um, you can sign up for our newsletter if you're interested in receiving that uh, via email, um, again, on our website. But it's, it's pretty easy to find. We also have a, a relatively new website that um, it looks pretty nice. And I think that it's a lot more user-friendly. Um, so if folks haven't been to it recently, um, you know, check us out. We have a an outdoor social club too um, that meets monthly, um, you know, frequently at uh, some of our public access sites and, and public trails, uh, but also frequently on some of our our conservation easements, which again are on on very beautiful uh, private lands that uh, people will never see un- unless they uh, they go out with us uh, uh, with our outdoor social club. You know, it's a situation where we've asked the landowner if they if they if they'd let us you know bring bring some folks out and they've 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 agreed and so it's a great opportunity to to, to see you know uh, new views and new aspects of Mendocino County that you'd never see and and hang out with people that uh, you know have some of the same values that you do well great insider tip so if someone wants to see a special part of Mendocino County that's not typically visible um, follow the the um the newsletter and and um, join one of the social clubs or I guess outdoor adventures. Right. Okay. Um, uh, in addition to your website, MendocinoLandTrust.org, and uh, you have a, a presence on Main Street in Fort Bragg. Um, uh, how else do you, do people get a hold of you and and um, and volunteer with the land trust? Well, um, we have a, a pretty good social media presence, so you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we welcome folks stopping by the office. You can always call us or email us. Um, we also do uh, regular volunteer days at some of our properties. And so, so that information you can also find on our website. But um, the the two most regular volunteer days that we hold are at Hair Creek Beach and at Navarro Point. And Hair Creek Beach is the second Saturday of every month. Pretty consistent. It's been going on for the better part of 10 years. <laughs> they have done so much out there at that property. I mean, I when I look at photos of what it 
looked like when we first acquired it. It was just a blackberry thicket. <laughs> and now it's, you know, it's open. There's no ice plant on the beach. The Almost the entire beach was covered in ice plant. I mean, the what the volunteers have accomplished out there is really impressive. And the other uh, property, Navarro Point, we have regular volunteer days at that property as well. And those are typically on the second Thursday of the month. Um, and that is kind of another success story. Uh, you know, for a little over 10 years, we have had some very dedicated volunteers um, focused on removing invasive thistles on that property. And I, they they have done wonders. It's incredible. I mean, there, thistle is, it takes a long time and it takes persistence. But um, they have really done a lot to um, to eradicate the invasive plant from the property, or mostly eradicate it, but still, um, it, there's little patches that come back, but we're staying on top of it. But it's a beautiful place and a really nice group of people, so if you're looking for a reason to go out and volunteer, that's those are both good opportunities. And it, it seems to be that the Land Trust also has a, a large role in, in the coastal cleanup um, program, which is once or twice a year? Um, well, it's once a year in September, and um, we coordinate it for the county. So um, it's along the coast, but there are also uh, cleanup um, events inland, you know, in Ukiah and Willits and other locations, um, because, you know, they all are in coastal watersheds, <laughs> so it, it makes a difference. But yeah, we coordinate that event, and, and it, it just happened this past September. So, um, and that... You know, we do get some sponsorship, um, but that is something that, that we take on ourselves. And, um, you know, it involves a lot of staff time, but it's it's really worth it, and we really enjoy doing it. I know that um, Caltrans is, is funding, or they're administering a state program that's uh, a pilot program of the state. It's um, called the Clean California Program, and I don't know if, if they've had any contact with you about it, but um, I've been in meetings where Caltrans is showing different um, initiatives they've made uh, here on the North Coast in Mendocino County. And, for example, they had a, um, a cleanup day in, in the town of Covalo, and originally I think it was thought to be one day of people dropping off things, and they actually had six solid days of people um, dropping off materials that may have accepted more than at any place yet in California on, uh, at a loc specific location. They're going to have additional cleanup days in, in Mendocino County, um, uh, over the next year or two, but um, I don't know. Again, I don't know if they've if if you've had any um, awareness of of that initiative of the state. But it's um, again, it's a pilot program. It was funded for three years and administered by Caltrans, and it's not limited to their property. It's it's really trying to clean up California. Wow, um, I didn't know about that, but I'll look it up after the show. <laughs> okay. Um. Conrad, um, you have a board of directors, and that's also a way that people volunteer with the Mendocino Land Trust and committees. Could you talk a little bit about your um, volunteer community members who serve on your board? Well, sure. Um, yeah, well, we've got uh, you know eleven board members, and, and it's a it's a good board. Um, they, you know, a lot of them are on, on you know uh, here in the kind of the central Mendocino coast, from you know Fort Bragg to. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, down to Point Arena. Uh, we we also have some board members uh, from Inland Mendocino County. 
Uh, and as you mentioned, we have a number of committees and we have uh, uh, some community members that just serve on committees. Um, and, and, you know, because they have an expertise and they have a passion around a specific, uh, specific topic. So, um, yeah, serving on the board or, or on committees is, is another way that uh, we can uh, uh, enjoy the volunteer support of uh, passionate people. Okay, and I, I think I didn't quite hear when, when I asked the question, how many people actually work for the land trust? Uh, there are 10 of us now. A number of us are part-time. We've got uh, seven full-time equivalents. Okay. Okay, yeah, and, and um, there are a great number of nonprofits in Mendocino County, and, and they all need, um, well, they're usually in need, in need of community members to serve on their board. Um, I recently joined the Senior Center board here in Fort Bragg, and, and they're in need of some additional board members of someone listening. <laughs> we have a board meeting this, later this morning um, where this show is being broadcast from the Senior Center in Fort Bragg. Uh, so, um, are there some things that you see on the horizon for the land trust, um, uh, things that you want to do? You talked a little bit about kind of reviewing your list of um, easements that have not been activated and trying to prioritize which of those would be opened up next. Are there any other um, projects on the horizon for the Mendocino Land Trust? Well, um, Nikki uh, referred to other trails that we're working on uh, that are you know, getting close to being opened. And of course, uh, that, that's always exciting. Uh, some are on the coast and some are farther inland. And uh, so uh, we'll, we'll be excited to announce those openings. Uh, some of them here shortly, others will be in the spring. Um, so yeah, we're, we're always uh, finding a way to work on more trails. Uh, and as I mentioned, we're looking for opportunities to, to work uh, uh, you know, uh, in the central part of the county too. We haven't found the right opportunity yet, but we're working on it. Um, yeah, we've been you know around for 45 years now and protected uh, 25,000 acres altogether. And you know, for the first 20 years, uh, we we you know the Mendocino Land Trust lived out of a shoebox, and and we were all volunteer. Uh, but with the protection of uh, Big River, we finally were able to start uh, hiring staff and 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 being more effective. Um, anyway, it, it took us 45 years to protect uh, 25,000 acres, but we might be able to double that in just, just a couple of years now. We're working on some really big projects that are very exciting, and um, we'll be very excited to uh, tell our supporters about them when we get a little farther along. But uh, things look, look really bright for, for land conservation in the county. Well, just your your reference to the um, conservation easement with um, with PGD on the property they own near Lake Pillsbury. I mean that that's an interesting idea to take land that may be owned by a corporation that um, might be looking for a, a, a way of getting out from managing some of their resource lands to kind of uh, redistribute their staffing to other projects and um, and seeing the land trust as as a good steward of of that land. So that. that that's, I think it's thinking outside the box because, as you said, it really kind of shows that you're looking beyond, say, the California Coastal Conservancy as, as um, the only source of funding for um, implement, implementing these projects. Uh, thanks, Dan. Yeah, I just I want to be clear that um, we hold the conservation easement on the PG&E property in the Eel River, but we don't manage that property. Okay. PG&E is still the owner, and they're the manager. I just uh, I want to be careful that we don't get a bunch of calls <laughs> a 
asking us, you know, why we haven't been doing more out there. <laughs> but we protect the conservation values of that property like we would with any other conservation easement. But it is a place that people do enjoy recreating, and um, there is access out there, which is important. Well, I appreciate that clarification. And, um, and, and also just um, it's nice to hear that there, you know, several thousand acres of oak woodlands in Mendocino County that are, that are getting um, that protection. Uh, it, you know, it, it, um, Kate Marianchild and, and some others have pointed out that there were, you know, just a fraction of the oak woodlands still exist in California. And it'd be nice to see more of those oak woodlands preserved, um, you know, forever and with some public access, you know, in appropriate locations. Yeah, you know, and we're, we're working on protecting several thousand more acres of oak woodlands right now. So uh, we'll be able to uh, hopefully announce uh, some more success there shortly. Yeah, some of our pending conservation easements that haven't yet closed um, are inland and include a lot of oak woodland. Um, so yeah, hopefully those will close in the coming years. But I mean, it's a little over 21,000 acres altogether. Some of that is coastal property, but um, a good chunk of it is inland and includes oak woodlands. Well, that's pretty big news. <laughs> so we'll we'll be listening and, and looking for that um, announcement as it as it comes. Um, just a reminder: we are listening to KZUX Philo ninety point seven FM. Um, this is Citizen U, and we are going to be wrapping up the show, uh, working the show from the Fort Bragg studio. And we may well have had a number of listeners call in, but. I wasn't able to pick up the phone from here, uh, but uh, we are um, having this show about the Mendocino Land Trust, the work of the Land Trust. Um, we have been meeting with uh, Conrad Kramer and Nicola Holtz uh, from the Mendocino Land Trust. Um, just sort of any wrap-up comments? Oh, well, we just uh, really appreciate this opportunity to, to tell our story. Uh, you know, we're feel like we do, you know, you know, great work here. The, the staff is very passionate. We're so lucky to have such an outstanding uh, staff here and outstanding board members, uh, people who are, you know, passionate about what we do and, you know, come to work uh, because they, they believe in the work. And, 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 and fortunately, we have, uh, as I mentioned, over 600 donors that support us. So it's a, you know, it's a, uh, it's a community effort and it, it makes, makes all the difference. Okay. Well, thank you, um, Conrad and Nicolette. And this has been Citizen U. Um, and we are going to turn the studio over to Patrick Gomes and interlude. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willitson Dukaya 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.